Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, your podcast. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and <clears throat> One Tap app. Yeah, One Tap. One app, One Tap, ESPN app, everywhere. Jay, uh, Key, you know, Jay and I are working on our. Uh, our, our, our waste paper basket shots. We're like big kids during the breaks. Oh, yeah. oh! I thought you were going to tell me y'all working on y'all tans or something. I was going to say, well, y'all need to get out here. Yeah. Oh, you think I'm working on my tan, do you? I'm trying to, 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 I'm trying to discover a new shade of white. How white can someone look at this? Yeah. Look at, I mean, it is. People in, in the, on the East Coast this time of year, oh, it's not pretty. Uh, it's but gritty. You know what is it's pretty. pretty. <laughs> if you know what is pretty or gritty. <laughs> what a transition. Listen, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or vote or boat. Visit progressive.com. Don't bundle your vote. Um, Please CJ, don't do that. We've talked a lot about the Sixers side of the trade, the James Harden trade. They now have James Harden, and the Brooklyn Nets have Ben Simmons, also Seth Curry, and two firsts. But. And by the way, he got some size. A guy could play 15, 20 minutes still in Andre Drummond. Now there's the Nets side of this and how Ben Simmons fits into this Brooklyn team. Mm-hmm. Now, look, any team with KD and even Kyrie half the time is a contender. Now you're going to add Ben Simmons. Here is Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst on uh, NBA Today trade deadline special from yesterday. Listen. He's not going to be much of a factor other than as a guy that can occasionally get downhill and finish, but I think primarily as a guy that can screen or be a weak side cutter when KD and Kyrie draw multiple defenders, he can slash and cut, get into the lane, and operate. I think the biggest benefit by far, though, is going to be the fact that he takes so much pressure off of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to have to guard the best perimeter players every night on these other teams. See, I think Ben Simmons is going to be huge for this team. Offensively. Offensively. Mm -hmm. Because defensively, obviously, he's an upgrade. Obviously. But one of the things that you love about Ben Simmons that he'll do even more of with Brooklyn due to their rotation is when he gets a rebound, this makes this team a drastically different team in transition. So now think about – Imagine a world where Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, these guys are all running Ooh, the court. A lot of shooting. And Ben Simmons, even if you want to go small, can play the five at, at times, right? You've seen the Nets play KD at the five at times. Now you have Ben Simmons at that position who could be a screener, who can be a playmaker off a screen action with Kyrie Irving, with KD on the weak side as a screener, with shooters flanking both sides. And then in transition, like this, get the rebound and just go. That is one of the best attributes that nobody's talking about with Ben Simmons. He is uh, you know, a, a poor man's version of LeBron James to a degree because of his pass-making ability. And when he goes downhill, man, it is like a tank. And I think that adds a different element to this team where there are questions around defensively their toughness and also questions around who is a facilitator, who makes the game easy with minimizing – the amount of times they need to pound the ball. That's what James – James pounds the ball. Now you're like, Ben, pound it, go. It creates more efficiency offensively. I'm not saying it's going to work right away, but you have to imagine the end process of it with the additions of the pieces they have. It's going to be jo- scary. They'll be better. You know, it, 
it is it's crazy that you mentioned the transition part of it because when he cleans the glass and he can now run the floor once he gets inside that paint it's really i mean people keep talking about it shooting 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 yeah we get that but when he gets in that little square down there that little box called the paint and he in transition people moving out the way because he's long he can finish at the rim all of those sort of things and then if they decide to close it down because he's a willing passer, he can always kick and allow those guys to pull when they need to. He's also a great passer. Like, he's, he has eyes on the back of his head, and he throws pinpoint. Like, if you think about Giannis and Simmons, the, it, the beginning, they were kind of similar, and then Giannis kept developing because a team of shooters was built around him. But you could also – I mean, and by the way, one of the issues, you get Seth Curry because what's up with Joe Harris, right? Mm-hmm. But – if you think of that team fully healthy, Kyrie, Seth, Joe Harris, and KD, with, you could also do the thing the Bucks did with Giannis where Simmons got the ball, he's coming downhill. You either double him and he kicks to an open shooter who can knock it down, or you don't double him and he yams it on you. Like, eat, like you could do that too. Well, think about how the Milwaukee Bucks are composed. You have shooters, shooters and playmakers around a guy like Giannis. So then exchange Giannis for Ben Simmons. It's the same type of scenario that's being built in Brooklyn. And, and Key, like I know you're in the trenches of football, but I give you so much credit about the point that you brought up right be- – we're all in the trenches of football, but the point that you brought up right before we came into the 8 o'clock hour about Doc Rivers. Because one of the things that kind of frustrated me about seeing Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is that they never really – they both like to occupy the same space, Right. Like, they both like to be at the dunker spot. And then you had Joel Embiid that did more, like, trail and transition, shoot threes. And we're like, why is Joel Embiid just roaming around on a perimeter? Get your tail on the block. That's where we want you. Well, that's where Ben that's Simmons, where ben Simmons is out, most yeah. effective in a half court. Now think about this. There's nobody to occupy the dunker spot for the Brooklyn Nets. There's nobody to occupy the low post presence to post up and do things like that. That's what's going to be the Ben Simmons advantage. You know, that's what's going to make him different. You brought up Doc. I thought you were going here, but Simmons got a lot of blame, and deservedly so, for, you know, he's, as I said, he has an issue, like a mental issue, even just attempting a shot to me. Like, there's something weird going on there. But I don't think Simmons is why the Sixers lost last year. I think Doc Rivers playing that all-bench unit. Whoever heard of a, a in, the, in the playoffs, consistently going to a five-man unit with no starters? They were getting slaughtered when they put the bench unit on, and Doc stayed, like stubbornly stayed with it. And to me, that was, if I had to list culprits, I would put Doc ahead of Ben Simmons in last year's playoff failure, but Simmons took all the heat, right? It's good he had to get out of that situation. He could well, not yeah, stay there. You, you know, he couldn't stay there, right? There's just no – he didn't force his way. I just – as far as I'm concerned, the, the city and the t- fan base – when they got on him so bad, it's hard for a player to – it's just hard, man. You can't – when when the city and the fan base turn on you, no matter what it is, you can't play there because you, you – psychologically, mentally, you're going through something every single day. And I just – the reason I bring up Doc is because of what Max has said. You, you stubbornly kept with a different unit with no starters in there. On top of that, you also didn't help in your post-presser in the playoffs when they asked you – could you win a championship mm. with Ben Simmons? That all, all of those mm-hmm. sort of things created this hostility for Ben that he didn't even want to try. On top of Joe, Joel and B continuing to critique and criticize him, and and you know, kind of 
give him, I don't know, poke fun, so to speak, without poking fun, but we all know what it was about. And so now he's on the move, and for hopefully for the better, with the Nets, and it works out for both teams. Yeah, me personally, I'm not going to make an excuse for Ben Simmons. You know, I don't care what happened. If it were me, I'm playing in Philly. It's hard, though, Jay. I, I understand it's hard. Life is hard in so many ways, Key, and I get it. I get it. But I think this is an opportunity for Ben Simmons to grow, right? And I, I talk a lot about mentality of players. That's what I focus on. Ben being raised in Australia, Ben getting acclimated to being the bun of a lot of jokes, not really understanding like Daryl Morey and the relationship he has with Joel Embiid, how he's kind of seen this trade before with James Harden that they tried last year that they really couldn't get through, but he tried to handle it in a professional way. I think there's a lot that's going against him where I, I can understand somebody can say, well, you know, the city didn't like him. They wanted him out. But if I'm Ben Simmons, I, I, I still would have played, and I still would have proved everybody wrong. It's fine. That's me. But I think what you're going to see here is due to the way all this stuff has panned out with the way James got himself out of Brooklyn, right, with the way the world has attacked Kyrie to a degree. with And, and Katie and Kyrie have shown that there are – it's you and I, man. Us James, against the go. world. Yeah. Come here, Ben. Us against the We're world. We're going to show you how to say screw everybody. It's us against the I world. I think there's a lot to that. Yes, and, there is, man. And, and I think that's really, like, guys can rally around that. Yes. The other thing that strikes me from all this, guys, you know, Jay, when you started listing off just the shooters on that team, and these are guys who can play, so they're going to be out on the floor. It's not just they're there to shoot and they'll be playing 15 minutes or something. It's Okay, so Ben Simmons just won't shoot the ball. And by the way, if you watch him shoot, you know, like a guy like Jordan would take a jump shot and he would shoot it on the way down because he's, he's, he's waiting for the defenders to come down, right? And, he, and now he gets a look. But, but, but Simmons shoots that all the time, like not at the apex of his jump. He's on his way down and kind of heaving the ball. He actually needs a shot doctor, a psychologist, the whole thing. So when you have a guy like that, it's not just that you surround him with shooters. Joe Harris is one of the best shooters when right in the NBA, period. Seth Curry, these are not guys who shoot 38%. These are 44% career shooters. KD and Kyrie? Oh, you don't just got shooters. You got insanity in terms of shooting around him. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts, download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Let's get back to the NFL. Breaking news from the National Football League. The Jacksonville Jaguars have hired former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. The fan favorite here was obviously Byron Leftwich because it. he played here. He's a first-round yeah. pick here. But yeah. after Leftwich, this is probably the best they could have hoped for. And we have James Robinson with us now on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. James, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? What's up, big game, James? What's up? What's up? Man, nothing much. Let me start off by asking you this, though. We heard the outside outside noise about your former head coach in Urban Meyer. How much of a distraction internally in that locker room was it? Um, I wouldn't say it was really a distraction to us. I mean, obviously, we all seen all the stuff that was happening, but we just kind of went on with our day and distracted our focus because as a team, we weren't really playing playing that well, so... For us, it was just about getting the win. We tried to block that stuff out. So, James, I, I'm curious. 
How good do you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be? Oh, he's going to be really good. I mean, you saw at the, the last game of the year, I mean, the way they they played, I mean, everyone played, by, especially him. Uh, uh, the season goes well as planned, but um, yeah, he, uh, that last game and in the future is going to be very bright for him, so I'm excited to see it. James, um, what about Trevor Lawrence? You see, like he's what about it stands out to you? Like when I saw him flash this year, it looked different to me than the other rookies, even the talented ones. What stood out to you about Trevor Lawrence? Um, I mean, definitely his arm and uh, him being able, him running for sure. I mean, he is kind of fast, but. Um, yeah, I would say probably just his arm and him being able to escape the pocket and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, that that really stood out to me. I mean, having a quarterback that can escape the pocket and run a little bit and definitely throw, uh, it's very cool. So, James Robinson, 2019 first team FCS All-American at Illinois State, but also a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you've had a couple head coaches now in your stay in Jacksonville. This is now going to be your third head coach how excited are you for Doug Peterson to come in knowing that he took a team to a Super Bowl and won I was gonna be very excited I mean having a coach like that that's been to the Super Bowl and been in that situation I was gonna be great for us as a team and he's it seems like a great guy I met him a couple earlier this week so I mean yeah, he seems like a great guy and tells takes care of the take care of his players and that's gonna be a good thing for all of us so James, when you look at the Bengals, specifically with Joe Burrow, do you, do you see yourselves as that team that can make that jump next year with the second year of a quarterback just taking his team to the ultimate level? Do you guys see yourself in that same breath? Yeah, I do for sure. I mean, this past year, I feel like we were in games. We just never finished. And, I mean, that's a big thing with us. So like a lot of games that we did lose, we just we were in it, but we just didn't finish the game or we were up uh, before halftime. And when it came out halftime, we, we we just weren't able to finish. So I feel like once we get that part down, and I, I think we can be able to do that with uh, Trevor and having Doug and just having our whole team finish us uh, finish. So and once we get that down, I think we can be, make that jump. Last year, James, you were like in and out of the lineup playing games. Uh, the coaching staff, so to speak, was playing games with your touches, not letting you be you. Outside of them doing that for you this year and making sure you get to touch the football, what else is it that you guys need to get over the hump? I think just like I said before, I mean, we have the guys, we have the talent. So I think for us it's just finishing. And the previous year before my rookie year, that was a big thing for us and it's definitely the same thing this year, but just finishing those games and being able to um, just hold that, uh, hold the lead. If we have the lead, hold the lead until the game's over, obviously. But um, for us, it's just we have the talent. So, how do you how do you feel about being there this year, being on the roster? I feel great. I mean, I'm still coming back from the injury, obviously, and that's. My rehab's going pretty well, so, I mean, I feel great, so. Okay, James, here we go. Big game this weekend, Sunday, 6.30, 
Super Bowl, who wins and why? Break it down for me. Um, it's kind of hard to play both teams, let's see. I really don't know. I mean, I would say the Rams, they had a great passing game. I mean, I'd probably say Rams for sure. Rams. It's all good, baby. It's all good. I mean, the game has me worried like this, too. That's how I feel as a Joe Burrow fan. <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I would think the guy yeah, with the young quarterback way. who might, you know, explode one of these years, like next year or the year after, you'd, you'd be looking at the Bengals thinking that, that young buck, they can do it. Maybe we could do it, too. Uh, James, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool to see him do that. So. James nice. Robinson, appreciate you jumping on with us this morning. All right, James. All right, James. Appreciate you guys. Good luck, man. James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars, ladies and gentlemen. It happens fast in the NFL. We've seen it with the Bengals. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it's just Joe Burrow. Obviously, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they have, they have uh, Joe, Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon. They have a, But their offensive line is an issue. Yeah. Their defense is sneaky good. I said it all year, but statistically not good, especially uh, earlier in the season. And yet there they are from nothing to the Super Bowl, in a blink, it can happen. Key, do you think that Trevor Lawrence, obviously, look, Joe Burrow beat him head-to-head in the national title game and outplayed him, but Joe Burrow was never considered, even as he's having the greatest college year ever, this is going to be a generation, like, Trevor Lawrence was probably the most hyped guy since Andrew Luck, right? Once every maybe 10 years, a guy is that hyped. Is he the kind of guy where if it clicks, this team could be walking into the Super Bowl before you know it? Well, they got a whole lot of stuff to do, right? They got some pieces, and I understand what James Robinson's talking about, but they've got to build a roster that supports that. The Cincinnati Bengals had built a roster that supported Joe Burrow. They went out there, and they got T. Higgins, and they already had Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. A lot of that carryover came from the previous regime with Marvin Lewis. And so when you start to look at some of that, you're like, okay, they got some pieces in place. They went and got a guy like Eli Apple off the scrap heap. So – Jacksonville has a quarterback in position that many people thought, many people thought that he was the once-in-a-lifetime generational talent. They've never seen anything like that ever coming in life. Now they just need to build around it and hope that what people thought, it really truly is what it is. Keyshawn Johnson, you said many people thought. Were you one of those people that thought that Trevor Lawrence was going to be a generational type of quarterback? Or do you think he's just uh, ah? I, I don't, I don't, you know me, Jay, man. I'm not getting ready to start anointing people based on college football and what they're going to be. And I, you got to let it, it's the pros is different in college. I mean, it's just the reality of it. And we tend to push people so far ahead of the curve before their time. That's just what happens. And no, I'm not, Jay, one of those guys. I don't dislike him, but I, I certainly know how hard it is as a professional athlete to excel at the highest level and duplicate the success that you had in college. That's why I almost think it's a little bit unfair, and I know we have to ask it because the precedent has been set because Joe Burrow has done that. But the reality of a team after one year with a quarterback just to go to the Super Bowl the following year, I mean, I would love to do some research on how many times that's happened in NFL history. The the thing about um, Trevor Lawrence that people should keep in mind, and at least this is what, I, what sold me. I thought Deshaun Watson, when he lost the national title game, was the best player on the field, right? I was like, whoa, this Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they lost, but he, he's the best guy on either team. The next year he wins, 
And he does it by the skin of his teeth, making miracle plays, trusting his receivers. They believe uplifting the team. And then I saw Trevor Lawrence. And I was like, oh, wait, he just made that look easy. Where to Sean, it took him, you know, two trips and barely. Trevor Lawrence showed up and just started dice. So I was like, oh, wait a minute. And given his age, the point in his college career where he got that done, whoa, right? I think that's when the Trevor Lawrence hype was really like. And then, then you could see what Deshaun was in the pros, and you think, well, well see, Max, if Deshaun's doing that, maybe see, Trevor's going to be, be better. I, 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 than always, I always thought see, Deshaun Max, was better you, than Trevor Lawrence. But see, Max, you got to look at it different. Trevor Lawrence walked into a, a, a veteran team that had already been no doubt. two championships. Lost one, won one. You know how many people on that team lost in one that played with Trevor Lawrence that no was doubt. in those championship games? So people don't look at that. The first thing they do is look at the quarterback and go, ha! 19-year-old, oh, my God. But he did look real good. No, you're right, but he did look real good. It's like, slow down, man. That defensive front alone was ridiculous. No question, Key. There's there's no doubting, denying any of that. But in addition to that, he might have been in a great situation. Trevor Lawrence looked the part. Tall, fast, rocket arm. Precise, yes. the whole he's thing. He's got all. He's got all the 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 traditional quarterback stuff. Does he have? He got the extra whole stuff. He got the whole game figured out with the quarterback cap. That's yeah. all it is. It's called quarterback cap, and he has it. Does Does he have the stuff that Joe Burrow has though? That has well, that let, in the let, Super Bowl. How about this? How about let's get the right organization around him first before we start yeah, just saying can he do it? That's so much of it. Although. You wouldn't think the Cincinnati Bengals are the right organization, but now they got Joe Burrow, and suddenly there they are, the right organization. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Can the Jaguars be that team that makes the leap that the Bengals did this year? We know one guy who thinks so. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. After accepting his fourth NFL MVP on Thursday at the NFL Honors in Los Angeles, Roger said he would decide what he wants to do in 2022 in the near future, and I'm not going to keep a lot of people waiting. In the rest of his post-awards news conference, he seemingly laid out cases for just about every possible scenario, although he appeared to downplay the idea of playing for another team when he corrected himself after first mentioning what the best place for him would be. And here's the quote. I think you got to take some of the emotion out of it and then kind of lean into understanding what it takes to revamp and feel like what's the best place, Rogers said, stopping himself briefly. The best decision for me moving forward, not really place, more just does it feel like 
uh, does it feel like to commit to a season if that's what I want to do? The good thing is I still feel like my body is in a good place. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, former NFL executive, joining us now. Good morning, Mike. Morning, gentlemen. So you, you heard what Rodgers had to say. Um, what do you think about his future now? Uh, I still believe that he will not be a Packer and play next year. Um, obviously, everything that went on last summer, Max, I just think that while it sounds like they made meaningful progress with the Packer front office, I think he looks at someone like Tom Brady. And again, I go back to this. I think Tom Brady was fulfilled not only on the field winning a championship, but off the field. I just think Aaron Rodgers sees that. And ultimately, I think all signs to me point to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I think he stays right. I think, I, you know, I'll go back and forward, but I think if he does anything, most likely, Mike, it will be staying in Green Bay. Because ultimately, when you look at the roster makeup outside of the Denver Broncos, and I throw the Tennessee Titans in there, but who knows how that may go based on salary cap numbers, Green Bay probably gives him the best chance to get back to the Super Bowl because in the AFC, you got a whole lot that you need to go through, right? You've got to go through, obviously, Kansas City. I'm sure Josh McDaniels will have the Raiders flying high. We still got the Chargers that are starting to come around, Justin Herbert. But then you got the Buffalo Bills. New England Patriots aren't going to go anywhere. They're only going to get better as they retool their staff and free agency and draft picks. Then you got the uh, Baltimore Ravens when they get healthy with Jackson. We see Cincinnati's in the Super Bowl. You look at possibly what Cleveland may come back to the party and do. So you start to look at that and you go, hmm, it may be best served for him if he wants to play football to continue his career in Green Bay. Yeah, Kia, I think that makes sense. And I think from a fan of the sport, I'd love to see him retire a pack or something that Joe Montana, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, none of them did that. So there's a huge legacy play here for Aaron Rodgers, but I just think he's his own guy. He wants to get back to the West Coast. His fiance has a lot of professional business out in L.A., as you well know. And to me, Denver, with a great young defense, great young skill players, his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett's the head coach, I think it checks a lot of boxes. And I think one of the things Tom Brady's done key is he's kind of reset the dynamic, which is, hey, Rodgers can play for three to five more years at a high level. So if I'm the Broncos, I have to give up two ones and a young player like Patrick Sertan, I'm probably going to do that because the day Aaron Rodgers walks through that door, despite everything you said, I completely agree with. The Denver Broncos, to me, with Aaron Rodgers would be the odds-on favorite to represent the AFC next year. So while I hope he stays in Green Bay, I think it just makes so much sense for him to go to Denver. Mm -hmm. Meantime, I'm thinking about, I agree with you, Mike, and, and part of it is they hired his OC. He's raving about his OC. His fiance has a place in Boulder. Every, like This has been widely discussed, at least probably not coming from nowhere, for over a year now, it's, you know, for about a year now. And then you think about the Von Miller trade. They got the second and the third in that trade. So they could give up potentially – this year and next year's first and seconds. Here's two firsts. Here's two seconds. Here, take another player or two that you like. Not really deplete the team too much and still have that extra couple draft picks so they still can supplement the team through the draft. Yeah. I, I, yeah, be sold. I don't think you could overpay greatness. And going back to Key's point, Max, which is when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, I mean, the AFC is just loaded. We, we don't know where Deshaun Watson's going to be. And for a team to have a meaningful chance to compete for a championship, you know, we're 
Joe Burrow's only going to get better. Lamar Jackson's only going to get healthier. You need an elite player at the quarterback position. So, to me, if it costs an extra second-round pick, hey, let's give the Rams credit, right? Les Snead was criticized for all these draft choices, but they're playing the biggest game of the year on Sunday, and they don't have a first-round pick for like six years. So, if I'm the Broncos and I have a chance to get the back-to-back MVP, I'm going to do it. Mike, as an executive who has traded, who has drafted, who has done a lot of different things in this league, is Russell Wilson a difference maker at the quarterback spot? Or is he a piece to a team that's already good and he can drive the bus? He he is a difference maker, and here's why. I have driven to the stadium with not good enough quarterbacks too many times in my career. And while is Russell Wilson perfect? No, I don't think he's perfect. But every time you step on the field, you can win a game. You can win a game in the preseason, the regular season, the postseason. He's accurate. He can get the ball down the field up until this year. He's been incredibly durable. He's smart. He's high character. Players want to play with him. So absolutely, he is a difference maker. And if I'm the New York Giants, I would take a long look at Russell Wilson because while Daniel Jones still may turn out to be a good player, again, maybe he's not Aaron Rodgers, but I'm hard-pressed to think that there's nine, eight or nine quarterbacks better than him. And the other thing, Key, and you know this because you've played with great quarterbacks at different points, the aura of association, it energizes your entire franchise. I didn't say a lot of great quarterbacks, but there were a couple. I'm and like, made some uh, Vinny, Vinny, who are we talking Vinny, about? Vinny, Vinny Testaverde, and Brad. I played with like 16 different quarterbacks in my career, and those are the only two that really stand out. I said some, not not but, all. But that's to <laughs> your point, right, Mike? Mike, that's to your point. That's right. What if he would have had a Russell Wilson? <laughs> but let me follow this up, but though, my Mike. Point is, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. No, yeah, key. No, all I was going to felt is like. He energizes the building. A team like the Giants has been down for so long. He walks into New York as the quarterback of Max's Giants. It just changes the whole franchise, and it energizes the groundskeeper, the ticket people, the trainer. It just changes the entire dynamics of your franchise. But is that but is that more of a perception versus the reality? Because if you talk to a Richard Sherman, a Ryan Clark, and even myself, when I see Russell Wilson at the quarterback spot and the success that he had winning Super Bowls and going to a Super Bowl, the team was led by running the football, pounding ground in a dominant defense, and then the moment that they got cutesy-cutesy and decided to stop playing that way, they haven't been back in a position to go to a Super Bowl. So is that more just what we see or is that reality? So, Key, I only think that's part of the conversation. Again, here's why. Tell me who else you're going to be able to get. And, again, I look at a guy that's tough, smart, durable, except for this year. He can get the ball down the field. He can make plays with his feet on third down. And to me, if you're comparing him to Daniel Jones, I'll take my chances with Russell Wilson for the next five years. I'm not saying he's perfect, but, again, in the NFC with Russell Wilson and hopefully an improved, let's say, giant defense – you have a chance to play meaningful games in the postseason. So do I think he's top five? No. I think he's top ten. And I'd rather have a top yeah. ten quarterback than a quarterback. No, yeah. no question. I think I think he's top ten. I'm I'm not saying he's not top ten. I just think the circumstances for him, Max and, and Mike, has to be 
similar to what they were when he was going to Super Bowls, opposed to trying to ha- have him win it all for you. Yeah, I mean, the question may be for some teams, do you spend everything on Aaron Rodgers, little less but still a lot, on Russell Wilson, or do you make a more modest deal for a Jimmy Garoppolo because they've all three of those guys been to Super Bowls and two of them have won it. Um, Mike, before we let you go, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I got to go with the Rams. Um, I think if they play 10 times, guys, I think the Rams win seven of the 10. If we're sitting here on Monday and we're talking about a Bengal win, I think the mystique of Joe Burrow just grows exponentially. But for me, I don't understand how you can be sacked nine times in a road playoff game like they were against Tennessee and win. It's just, you know, you're the football gods don't like to see that. So I don't see how the Bengals offensive line can block the Rams front seven, which is as good, if not better than Tennessee's. And I think that's the story of the game. So unless Evan McPherson kicks like three 60 yard field goals, I just don't know how this Bengals control that front seven and move the ball consistently. But, oh, if they win, as you said, the legend of Joe Burrow. Could you imagine? Because I can. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Right Mike up Max's Tannenbaum. alley. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. All right, Mikey. Tune in tomorrow night for college basketball action as Michigan hosts Ohio State. Coverage begins at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. From Detroit to L.A. to Canton, that's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Shake it. Take it or shake it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Time for Take It or Shake It. Take it or shake it. It's brought to you by Granger. Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Win or lose on Sunday, Key. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. I don't think – I mean, he would have to continue to keep playing for another six or seven years 
because what people will say is he went to one Super Bowl, he lost, he got a bunch of numbers. So I would think that he would have to compile more numbers because as of right now, if he loses, he's not going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, even if I think he loses, I, I think Matthew Stafford is going to get other opportunities at this now, depending upon the health of the Rams. I, I think his talent speaks for itself, but he'll have to win it, but he'll have a shot to win it again. But I'm with Key. If, if his career yes. ended after the game and he didn't win it, he's not a whole. But it's of not going to end after the game, though. Right? Yeah. No, yeah but, but he's going to have to. He can't. He's going to have to have, and he likely will, three or four at least more good seasons yeah. and at least one more deep playoff run. Yeah. Okay. So you got I guess Cooper Cut. You got Robert but Woods I, coming back next year. You'll be in the conversation. But again. I guess the real conversation. I guess the real question should be: If he never wins a Super Bowl, will he end up in the Hall of Fame? Okay. And that question would probably be. Yes, because his career has at least another five years of compiling about 20,000 yards. I don't know. Is Phillip Rivers going to make the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he just won't probably be a first ballot. I don't don't think Rivers or Matt Ryan are getting in. And and they've both been to or well Rivers been to a championship game, Ryan to a Super Bowl, yeah, and they both put up Stafford numbers at least with fewer interceptions. But the, you got to remember though, Matt Ryan's career's not over. He's got probably four years left. You got to remember those numbers, man. Yeah. You got to remember those numbers. I I watched them both play. I don't think they're Hall of Famers, and I will feel the same way about Stafford if he doesn't win a Super Bowl. To be honest, OBJ yeah. will be a Ram next year. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take, Take it. it. Yeah, OBJ revitalized his his career to a degree uh, on what people thought of him. It was more about the narrative than it is his career because you cannot play in an offense that doesn't utilize your skills as a receiver. You cannot play with a quarterback that does not understand who you are. So, yeah, he'll be around next year, and I think he realizes and understands that it's not all about the money. It's about the happiness. Would he be – I mean, he would be the second or third receiver on that team? Second, I'd say. Yeah, battle between him and Robert Woods off coming off that knee injury. You know like, what? I, I got to be honest. I don't know if he is. I mean, he might like by next year. Let's see what he looks like in that offense. Are we sure Cooper Cup is one and he's two? Like, let's see. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not a one and a two. When you if people say first receiver, second receiver, in this situation, it's not a one versus yeah. a two. Uh, yeah, it's I hear got opportunities, and I think he'll get the opportunities. He'll get it, and I know he's home. I know he loves it. There's still a part of me in my soul in the bottom left hand corner that's just dying to see Travis Kelsey. And Tyreek Hill and OBJ on the same team with Patrick Mahomes. I just can't stop yeah, thinking about I don't it. There's probably you. too many uh, Frohawks with blonde hair, though, <laughs> on <laughs> yes. one team. Good point. Another good point. How many too can you take on one team? We asked James Robinson this. So, Joe Burrow, number one overall pick in the Super Bowl in year two. Will the Jaguars be next year's Bengals? Take it or shake it? Man, man, shake, man. shake that, man. that, man. Shake, that, man. shake, that, man. shake it like a Polaroid picture. He had no choice but to say, yeah, we could be. No. Yeah. Yeah, nah, I don't even want to elaborate on that. Move on do, to the next Do they one. have the best chance of, of any of these teams who didn't make the playoffs that could make that substantial leap that the Bengals did, top five pick, to the playoffs at least? Could you see the Jaguars making the playoffs next year? Take it or shake I, it. I don't know their roster well enough to, <laughs> to, to really say because they ain't got nobody, man. They got to get some dudes. Trying to think yeah, who would be a I'll better let the candidate. football expert handle that one for me. Oh. They got to get Here, watch news, this. Though. Here, you want a better team that didn't make the playoffs with a young quarterback likely to make the playoffs? I uh, know. Justin Herbert and Charles. Come on, oh, man. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit. God. Iron Rodgers will win another MVP. Take it or shake it, Key. Take it. Take, Take it. it. You mean yeah, next Aaron year? Rodgers, well, in I don't general. know about next Just year. In general. Just another one in general. Yeah, he'll, he'll win another one. For sure. 100%. I'm all in on that one. He might even win it next year, man. He might go three for three. 
Yeah, man, you know what? Through all the stuff that happened this year, Duke still played at such a high level, man. Well, dude, good, the, man. The skill set key it's is great. just it's uh that's that's transformational. Like he's a transformational type of quarterback. You can't he's, say that about really, what are you saying about really three quarterbacks good, in the league? He's incredible, he's really you know what? But I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna shake it only because we saw Josh Allen come on. He's mm. incredible. Patrick Mahomes is a threat to win the MVP every year. I think Mahomes yeah. better than Rodgers, period. And then one because Rodgers has failed in the playoffs so much, that's going to stick in people's minds next year. Joe Burrow's here. It's Joe Bur- Lamar Jackson, if he stays healthy, could do it again. Like, there's just too much competition. Did he, did he not buy your house in California, Max? <laughs> what? I said, did Aaron Rodgers what? not purchase your home oh, in California? Oh. For yeah, me? the deal fell through, and now I'm all I'm at his neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh. no. What? Because he's always he egging me on I, again. Look, no, because Max got like this. I, I didn't used to. I didn't used to. You know what it was in these playoffs. I really thought they were going to the Super Bowl this year. Everybody and did. And I saw it again, and I'm like, you know what? I've made too many excuses for him. I got to take a more sober view. He's an incredible player. And try to tell you, man. But there are some guys I'd rather have. It's hard to win a chip. It's Obviously. hard. Yeah, it's not like what Tom Brady made. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, four MVPs. Another one, he'd tie Peyton Manning with five. Mm. Peyton Manning won his fifth with the Broncos. Just saying. Oh, that's a good, a hell of a point. He could win his second Super Bowl and his fifth MVP with the Broncos, just like Peyton Manning. Take it or shake it. With, uh, is brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Last one, James Harden will win a title with the Sixers. Quick answers, take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. He better win a championship with the 76ers. He left potentially the greatest trio the game of basketball has ever seen. You do that to go with Daryl Morey, Michael Rubin, and Joel Embiid, you better win a chip. I'm going to take it just because I don't want the dude to retire without a chip. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max back to the big blockbuster from the NBA next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.